Welcome to Getting Results. I'm Tom Tony, and I'm really glad that you've joined me on my podcast. I'm looking forward to spending a few minutes with you today as we talk about busting barriers. Over my years of coaching and leading in organizations of various types and sizes, I've come to recognize that sustainable, repeatable success comes down to these three factors. C-A-B, clarity, alignment, and busting through barriers. And that's the basis for my CAP system. We know that today, anxiety is on the rise for many, many people. Some are even describing it as an epidemic. Stats surrounding anxiety and depression are alarming. And this impacts not only those with whom we work and lead, but those that lead us. So this then becomes another layer that we need to be able to navigate both personally and professionally. Today's podcast will be longer than normal, though I will be giving you the cliff notes of my own journey. I want to encourage you, if you are having a hard time dealing with anxiety in your life, please take positive action. Trying to hide it or keep it under wraps, squelch it or just suck it up is not likely going to help your situation. Maybe you need to talk to a trusted friend. Maybe it's more than that for you. Just know that you're worth it. You're worth finding a solution. If you're an employer or an organizational leader, ask yourself this question. How can we better respond to those that may need help navigating a difficult season? Be aware that anxiety is likely impacting someone on your team. Today, I want to share my personal journey through extreme anxiety and some of the principles I applied to help me navigate to where I am today. And then there is one element of my story that I call the the secret sauce. And while I won't have time to cover that in this podcast, I will provide it as an exclusive podcast on the Tom Tony website. So where did this begin for me? Well, we had just stepped into a new role in the nonprofit that we lead here in my hometown. We had just left a larger organization near Chicago after four years of serving on that team. Everything about our new reality was almost the exact opposite of where we had been. Expectations, team, culture, geography, you name it. We came from a 24-7 hustle of a metro area into the laid-back pace of rural America, from being part of a large team to being the only employee of a small nonprofit. It is said that the top three major stressors one can experience are a career change, a major move, and the loss of a loved one. In the 18 months leading up to and through our transition from there to here, my wife and I experienced our first miscarriage, the loss of her father, the birth of our second child, the loss of my father, and a career change and a major move. The season was intense, but we thought we were doing okay. That was until my wife went away for a conference and I was left with our two young children and running the business. About 10 o'clock one evening, I was winding down for the day, eating dinner and watching a show when my heart began to race. I couldn't shake it. I walked around, breathed deep, but it just wouldn't stop. I began to feel short of breath and just overwhelmed. This went on for about 45 minutes. I could hear and feel my heart pounding in my chest and I couldn't get it to calm down. Being the only one at home with a four-year-old and an infant, I called 911. I found myself pacing up and down our front sidewalk about midnight, waiting for the ambulance to arrive. Keep in mind now that that prior to that time, I had never been to the hospital, ever visited a doctor, or taken any kind of medication in my life. This was new territory for me. So the ambulance arrived, and I climbed aboard. I described what I was feeling and what had happened, and they began to take my vitals. All the while, I knew my two kids were inside asleep and no one else was around. 
The paramedics finally gave me the news. Sir, there is nothing wrong with you. Everything is perfectly normal. That doesn't even make sense, I thought to myself. And then they asked if I'd ever had a panic attack. My response was literally, I don't know what that is. I don't even know if I've ever panicked in my life. With nothing more to do and no call for further treatment, I stepped off the ambulance and walked back into my house. I can only describe the next 18 months as a nonstop, everyday fight for my life. I battled a constant barrage of thoughts of death and disease. Everything I felt was a symptom of the thing that would take me out. I experienced constant palpitations, adrenaline rushes, and cold sweats. I was waking up in a puddle of sweat every morning. I shuffled around the house like a 110-year-old man. No offense to 110-year-old men. I thought I was going blind, had cancer, was experiencing a diabetic reaction. On one trip with my family to the zoo, I even left in an ambulance, convinced I was having a heart attack. I disengaged from my family except for the essential interactions. I still had to fulfill my daily and weekly professional obligations, which included a diversity of interactions with leaders in our community, developing materials, and speaking weekly as the lead pastor of a local church. I would smile through sermons, community meetings, and strategy sessions while feeling like my world was falling apart on the inside. It was nothing to be pacing the floor at 4 a.m. wondering if I would make it through the day. It was a very dark period of my life. All the while, doctor's visit after doctor's visit turned up nothing. Monthly blood draws, EKG tests, nutritional experts, nothing. I was pretty committed to medication as an absolute last resort, especially in the absence of a strong medical reason to do so. That just wasn't a path I wanted to go down if I didn't have to. I resolved that I was going to do everything I could under my own might to get better. That determination is where my journey out began. That was clarity for me. I knew there was nothing wrong with me, but only because I was being told so. So I chose to agree. A choice that, in the beginning, I'd have to make hundreds if not thousands of times a day. I completely changed my diet. Not only nutritionally, but emotionally as well. I gave up foods that seemed to trigger a reaction, even though my nutritionist was saying there was no reason to do so. In the process, I lost 50 pounds with no exercise. I wish I would have kept it off. I started to let go of the things in my life that were outside of my control, like others' opinions of me. I doubled down on my purpose and tried to eliminate unnecessary obligations, though staying very committed to what mattered most. I was really bad at this for a while, but definitely grew in this area over time. This was alignment for me. I knew I had to align myself to one objective, healing. I tried to pay attention to patterns, you know, cause and effect. Though at first they were incredibly difficult to see, over time they started to be more apparent. Riding on the confidence that my doctors were telling me nothing was wrong physically, I began to embrace that was truth. I believed that if I could find a way to convince my mind what my body and professionals already knew, I could probably make progress. And I had to fight through difficult thoughts and even physical symptoms. This was busting barriers for me. I confronted the thoughts of death and failure that were plaguing me night and day. Believe me, it's not sensationalism when I say that the first four months felt like a second-by-second battle for my sanity, resulting in my occasionally physically trying to get away from it. More than once, I exited a building, even running in one instance, because I felt intensely claustrophobic. But it was the same principles that I talk about with CAB 
that served as my means for recovery. As I mentioned in last week's episode, clarity is a powerful antidote for anxiety. It was the nonstop swirling of questions and uncertainty that was driving my fear. It was easy to dismiss the medical reports I was hearing because of the symptoms I was feeling. But once I chose to accept what I was being told over what I was feeling, things began to change. I started to fight back against symptoms with truth. The grip of fear is commonly strengthened by a lack of knowledge. If you feel yourself fighting anxiety today, I encourage you to educate yourself. Clarity is a powerful antidote to anxiety. But to say I believed I was going to be okay was only the beginning. I had to align my actions and confront my thoughts with that belief. I had to begin acting like someone who actually believed. You know, studies have shown and corroborate what I'm about to tell you, that with our words, we can frame our realities. Literally, how we talk about something or someone can shift how we perceive the value of that person or thing. I had to begin reframing my future. I had to begin embracing with my words. I am coming out of this. Without clarity, I never could have aligned my words. From there, it was just about doing the work of barrier busting. The barrier of thoughts, the barrier of physical symptoms, the barrier of feelings and emotions. This part was just straight work. But I knew not winning this battle was not an option. So I began to climb. 540 days of clawing, climbing, and fighting. Then one night, I was laying in bed after another intense day of working and battling. And I apologize in advance if I get a little emotional on this piece. I was exhausted. I was staring at the ceiling, wondering if I would ever be the same again. Wondering what it meant for me and my family. Fighting against the thoughts that my kids would have to grow up without their dad. Now, my dad was a carpenter. And as a kid, occasionally, I would be on site with him. He was also a pastor and did a lot of renovations on our church building growing up. And I remember that he used to stomp a ceiling after it had been covered with drywall mud. That technique simply made a pattern that you might even likely be familiar with as you look at your ceiling. As I lay in the bed that night, staring at the ceiling, I saw that pattern. For some reason, it stood out. And for about 30 seconds, I felt the deepest, purest calm I had felt in nearly a year. All my fears melted away. And I felt completely and utterly at peace for about 30 seconds. It wasn't so much that I felt hope for the future as it was I felt no fear for my future. I don't recall if I only thought it or if I actually whispered these words. I just remember how powerful they were as they literally rose from my soul. I'm coming out of this. That glimpse was the fuel I needed. It wasn't overnight, but over the months that followed, I bounded forward in progress. Today, I am anxiety-free. That's not to say there are not things that cause feelings of anxiety to come up, but my life is no longer dominated by the daily onslaught of anxious thoughts and deep abiding fears. If you are battling anxiety, I believe there is hope for you. I pray that you will find your hope-filled clarity I am cheering you on as you align yourself to that clear picture and as you do the work of busting through the barriers that stand between you and a healthy future. 
you enjoy the Getting Results podcast, we would love for you to submit a review on iTunes and help us get the word out by sharing our podcast with your friends and colleagues. Also, stop by TomTony.com, that's T-O-M-T-O-N-E-Y.com, and sign up for free to become a member. You'll get access to exclusive content like the Communication Cycle Tool, a great tool for evaluating the effectiveness of communication on your team and in your organization and other exclusive opportunities. So until next time, keep getting results.